So should we do like a three, two, <laughs> No, fuck that. <laughs> I'm so tired and half drunk now. I don't know what to do. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Hi. God damn it. Are we having fun yet, B? So much fun. Welcome to the worst podcast of our lives after a month off. So glad you could join us. <laughs> We're not crying. No, just on the inside. I'm so angry and crying on the inside. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. If you have been listening for a while i appreciate you guys coming back and believing in us that we would be back we took a long time off we did not mean to life has really kicked us in the balls lately first of all everyone in our family has been sick at some point or another some with covid some with just viral infections that aren't covid we've been a a wreck across the board sickness wise right b the best so much fun we had some personal loss in our families. We've had the holidays. <laughs> We've had everything in December. So, um, you know, there was good stuff about December. There was shitty stuff about December in the beginning of January. And we had to put the pe- podcast off. But we are here and we are back. And we're almost a full bottle of wine in. Yeah, because I haven't turned on my computer since our last (laughs) podcast. And since then, it decided to completely bug out on me and not work anymore at all. So I've been cussing at it and getting Mm -hmm. it to work for the last, oh, um, almost hour and a half at this point. Yeah. And we've drank a bottle of wine and um, we're ready for a good time. I'm (laughs) tired. And I'm over it, but I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to finally get back into it. New year, same old us. <laughs> same <laughs> right, podcast. Same fucking hot mess. New year, Nothing's worse changed. versions of us, really. <laughs> yeah, new year, old us. Terrible versions of ourselves. Hey, how was your guys' holidays and New Year's and all of that? I hope it was great. I really, really do. Drop us a comment. Yeah. We'd love to read something uplifting. I have so much stuff to talk about that's happened in the past month that I don't even know. Where do you want to begin? Well, let's begin with where are we? We're in my room. Because we're afraid to go into the the pond shed. Because since (laughs) it's been a month since we recorded in there and it's been a huge winter storm here in Northern California. It doesn't snow where we live, but like 15 minutes up the road from us, they got like feet and feet and feet of snow. So we're scared. It's very cold and wet and icy. I'm scared there's critters in there. I'm scared about the dishes we left behind in there and the alcohol bottles. And I'm just scared of the whole thing. So um, I'm going to wait till the light of day, maybe next week, and then make my husband go clean it for me. Yes. So for tonight, we are in my room. Okay. Um, who cares about the holidays? Both of our holidays were just quiet and chill. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, is there anything you want to talk about the holidays? Be no. anything spectacular happen? No, no, of course not. Uh, we should start up top. Uh, this one's going out. R.I.P. Betty White. Yeah. Rest in peace, Queen. We love you. That was uh, just another fucking kick in the balls for uh December. Um, I have so many. Do you want me to just go through it all my bullet points here, B? Please. Okay, please. we'll start with astrology. 
What's your sign, B? Your birthday's coming up. I'm a water sign. I'm Aquarius with a something moon and a something rising. <laughs> I'm a Cancer. Um, we are not compatible. We are not compatible. We are not love signs. So, I mean, whatever stock you put into astrology is fine. Um, everything I do when I read about cancers is that the very last people I should be involving myself with are Aquariuses, who is obviously my best friend of what? 25 We're years off the charts. Crazy. And my husband, who's a Sagittarius cancers, apparently are not supposed to be with either of those people. So I always thought it was funny. And then I finally got around to like putting my numbers and doing like my actual chart chart. And I am obviously my sun signs a cancer and I can't remember which one's which, but my sign rising is either Sagittarius or Aquarius. And then my what's the other one? The moon sign Mm -hmm. is the opposite. So my other two signs are Aquarius and Sagittarius. I love it. It makes so much sense now for you. How do how does my Aquarius line with your Sagittarius like do we mesh well? Do you and Louie? Yeah, are our signs? I don't know. I've never looked up how you and Louie mesh. No, I'm curious. I wonder if that's why, like, we're good for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Could be. Well, cool. That's fun. Yeah. So, okay, that's the first bullet point on my list. How did you do that? I literally just Googled, yeah. like, astrology chart or whatever, yeah. and then you just have, you to, have to know. Um, Obviously, date time yes i don't know time and i want to feel like address but they don't make you get the they don't make you get the time down to the very second like you need like a ballpark yeah i have no idea yeah but your mom probably does well i would hope so (laughs) you never know with (laughs) old Lori. She forgot her own birthday at one point, so. It wasn't that she forgot. It's that she had kept lying to make herself younger. She aged herself. And then lied herself so long into a corner where she actually ended up making herself older than what she was. She, like, lost track of her lies. Correct. (laughs) Seth Rogen. Ooh. How much do I love Seth Rogen? Your favorite. My You're everything. All-time favorite. That's my boo. I love him so much. Pickle and all. So he has a podcast story time with Seth Rogen it is a of course it's a great podcast super fun he gets like um his friends in the industry or just people he knows to tell like like the craziest story that's happened to them in their lives right and there are some great stories and it's like him asking them questions and like prompting the story but then he'll throw in like background music and sound effects so it sounds like you're like in the story right fantastic that's not what this is about though this is about one of his sponsors, B, is his all-time favorite beverage to consume, which is LaCroix. And he does an ad spot, as you know, like famous podcasts do where they just, it's them talking. Yeah. To promote LaCroix. And guess what his favorite flavor is? Pabalme. Yeah. Pabalme. And he's Canadian, so he says it properly because oh, you know how they course. are about French. Yeah. Anyways, I was so excited to hear that because if you guys remember, I mean, I don't even know how long ago we mentioned it. A thousand years ago, B and I have a really funny story about Papa Meh, a.k.a. Grapefruit, <laughs> LaCroix. And so when I heard that, I was like, stop it. Amazing. Amazing. Of course, Seth Rogen's favorite flavor is Papa Meh. 
another great podcast I can recommend, even though they don't need <laughs> our three listeners. Um, I'm sure they have plenty of their own listeners, but I've been listening to a podcast called Hey Babe religiously at this point. Wow. You know one of the co-hosts because he's on your husband's all-time favorite show. Oh, no. It's one of the Impractical Jokers. Oh, it's Sal. Wow. And okay. then the other one is another stand-up comedian who I'm sure you recognize from like just like you know all those 80s shows like guy Co- or um not 80s shows vh1 shows like guy code and i love the 80s sure. and whatever chris de stefano mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. anyways they're both from staten island they're both stand-up comedians i've seen bits on tiktok yes they do the tubberware the tu- bit yes, yeah the tubberware. It, that yes. tiktok of the tubberware <laughs> it's it, bees you're throwing bees at me babe it's peas it's peas that bit made me listen to their podcast and the whole podcast is as funny as that bit wow the whole thing is just them shooting the shit telling stories so fucking funny okay because i've been diving hard on the celebrity memoirs me too but now i'm out of people i care to hear about i know because i did during i did quite a bit of driving over my break and uh listened to a few podcasts here and there so listen i've never been more heartbroken than I was after the Will Smith episode of Celebrity Memoir. <gasps> Me Book too. I am the biggest Will Smith fan. And Big, he is getting jiggy with it. A narcissistic <gasps> psychopath. Right? Holy shit. Right? I could, and he wrote it himself. I know. That's how egotistical he is. That he doesn't realize that what he wrote is coming off as fucking psychotic. I know. He's like, no, they're going to love this. Because they're going to see Cause what a genius I am. What's not to love. Oh my God, Will I know, Smith! I know. I'm so upset about it. So let's shake that off. I can't. I, never I just can. listened to Anthony Kiedis, the Scar Tissue one, and I thought that that was fascinating. Have you listened to that? Is one? Is that yet? an older one? Yeah, I have not listened to it. It's good. I bet it I'm is. I'm not gonna. Yes, so I love Red please, Hot Chili Peppers. I, please give that a listen. I will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I got my kids. Um. Nintendo Switch lights for Christmas, which means I inadvertently got myself a Nintendo Switch light because, of course, I want to play on it. I'm what does light mean? It means it's kind of like a DS or like a Game Boy. Okay. It's um, so the regular Nintendo Switch you can hook up to your TV, yeah. So you can play communally. Uh-huh. This is like the just the handheld version. Okay. Versus the Switch can be either or. Okay. Um, but any Animal Crossing fans out there, listen. That's my new addiction. I've been playing it every day. My island is thriving and surviving. So So last we were actually hanging out. Which has been forever. You and Kai share an island. So, okay. And then you have your own. I have my own island, which should have been my son's island, but he doesn't care that much about the game. So he let me have it. There we go. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. But then Kai and I have accounts on each other's islands. They keep trying to steal your shit, right? Or, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so yeah. funny. It's so much fun. It's a great way to bond with my kids. Me and my oldest have just been going back and forth, and it's so fun. We leave each other gifts. We steal each other's stuff. It's so fun. So um, I don't know why I brought that up, but that's just in my bullet because points it's of things fun I've been doing. And we need fun things to talk about. I love my island. And then the last thing is, I don't know if this popped up ever on your tiktok the alcatraz east crime museum no what is the east for 
because it's Alcatraz on <clears throat> it's on the East Coast. I think it doesn't want to be confused with the Alcatraz, which yeah. is here on the West which Coast. Which is immediately what I thought of, and I'm like, Alcatraz East, I don't get that. Okay. So it's a crime museum, which sounds like fun for people who love true crime, but I actually, it like really freaked me out because it showed me some of the stuff they have, and they have like, like artifacts of like where like bodies were found and like torture items and just it just feels like bad juju yeah like i get being into true crime but i don't know if i need to go see a museum filled with things that like modern people have like died on or because of making a show of it yeah they even have like bonnie and clyde's car where they were murdered which you're like, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde are bad people, but they also murdered other people in that car. And it's just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I need to see all that. But that popped up on my TikTok. So I wrote that down a month ago to talk about. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I got. Anything you want to talk about, B? I Probably at some point. Not we now. just bought our tickets for? The Scream movie that's coming out on my daughter's fifth birthday. As it should, of so course. Excited. I'm really disappointed that she's not in an age where she can appreciate. Yeah, or go see it with us. <laughs> the significance well, of her birthday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm excited. We're excited. I'm excited, and I just realized I'm such a huge Scream fan. I think I missed an entire Scream, which I'm also excited about because now we can watch it. I I have to have seen it, but I guess Scream Four. Which, by the way, has none of the original cast, correct? Sydney's in it. Okay. And I believe Gail and... Really? I think so. Deputy Dewey's in it, too? I think so. All right. Well, I guess Scream 4 came out. In all fairness, I had a one-year-old at the time. Yeah. So it's not like... For sure. I had a one-year-old and a full-time job and... I didn't live around you to make you go and do something like that. I'm trying to remember because we had decided it came out April 2011. Correct. And my son was born June 2012. <coughs> so I can't use that excuse. I don't even know if I was knocked up yet. But, you yeah. know, I missed it somehow. Unless I've seen it and I forgot about it, which is a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the best. <laughs> and if I had a baby and I was working, there's a good possibility I watched it and just completely mm-hmm. wiped it from my memory. Because yeah. not too shortly after that, I got pregnant with my son. My mother-in-law was literally dying of cancer at the time. Mm-hmm. We had a lot going on. Yeah. So, you know, I might have just forgotten about it. Things have changed so much. So we are so excited for Scream 5. <laughs> I totally thought it was Scream 4. But we got our tickets. <laughs> we will be there Sunday the, was that the 16th? Yes. Can't wait. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. A bottle of wine deep. We had picked this. Give me your glass. Let's just get rid of this. Um, First of all, THC drinking rules. Who remembers them? Anybody? Hopefully you. Probably not. Please take a drink or a sip or a shot of whatever you're drinking. Doesn't have to be booze. Could be anything. Anytime that we're not in the pod shed, which we're not. So drink up. We cheers. We mention a badass big sister. We mention a past episode. We mention the USA Network hit TV show Monk. Is that it? Or if we spill. There you go. I was like, I know there's six because I'm always sad there's not seven. So there you go. A little ASMR. That's right. Pour it out, baby. 
So this week's episode, we picked this case because we thought it was going to be a filler case <laughs> to get us through to Christmas. Because we were like, oh, we'll just do this like one shot that we don't care that much about. And then we'll do like a big Christmas episode, take a little break for the new year, and then jump back into it like the second week of January. We had plans, you guys. <clears throat> we care about you. We Literally think all those plans went up in smoke. Mm-hmm. So we're still doing it because we already had the notes. We already watched the movie. And quite frankly, this past week or two has not been the easiest <laughs> to get through. Um, so because of that, we decided just to stick with this. But we do have plans for some bigger cases maybe in the future. We are switching to every other week, right? We're, we're, we're going by. We're going by. I mean, to be fair, we've we've always swung a little by. <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm I kind of believe that everybody's a little, at For least a little, a little by. by. Um, it's just it's just easier with work schedules yeah. and kids and great. I would love to sit here and tell y'all that means that you're going to be getting some top notch <laughs> research and content. I guarantee you, you won't. I guarantee you. I know myself and I love myself. And if you give me two weeks, that means I'm going to spend a week. And six days procrastinating my research. If you give me four weeks, it'll be three weeks and five days not doing research. You're going to get the same material. But it'll be every other. So it'll take a little bit of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So this week we're doing The Iceman, Richard Kuklinski. Which you informed me tonight is apparently a big deal amongst the... the Middle-aged men. (laughs) My husband is... 46 my coworker is also 46 my coworker is the one who recommended the Iceman because I had never heard of this man before and I was like okay yeah that would be like a good filler episode and then I told my husband tonight he asked who we were doing and I told him who it was and he was like oh yeah Richard Kuglinski the, the Iceman he got all excited I'm like okay I guess this guy's like a big deal with the Gen Xers <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that we're millennials <laughs> Maybe he should be our look of the week. <laughs> He's the right size. I know. He is the exact size of Richard Kuklinski. Because I'm, spoiler alert, I did not pull a look together. I was going to kind of come up I will with for sure make Lou be the look of the week. I think he would be an amazing look yeah, of the week. Yeah, for now, sure. Now that we've talked about it and that he knows about it and I'm thinking about it, it's meant to be. And I feel like they have the same hair color and everything. It's meant to be. Okay. All right. Stay tuned on our Instagram, THC Podcast on Instagram for special guest star look of the week. I will get this to happen. Yeah. All right. I mean, I could even take the picture we took of Halloween and just use it because he was dressed as like a mobster for Halloween. See, we've got options. All right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready ready for this? Happy New Year. Aging ourselves. I got everything for this episode from thoughtco.com, crimemuseum.com, a little personal favorite, The Sun. Oh. Isn't that the one you like? That's British tabloids. Daily Mail. Oh, sorry, whatever. The but Sun is like the trashy Daily it, Mail. Yes. So Perfect. I do love a trash. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, loveorlust.com. I don't even know what that was for. That's it was sexy. so it was so long ago. I don't even know. I bet you I was looking up his wives or something. Wives. Okay. <laughs> and then all things interesting. Our favorite. Our fave. Our fave. All things interesting. So oh God, we gotta get like an all things interesting coaster. So. 
<laughs> sponsor the show all things interesting all right richard kuklinski was born april 11th 1935 in new jersey he is born to immigrant parents his dad is polish his mom is irish they are a very working class family he I have the note that it's three siblings. I don't know if that means that he is one of three or he has three siblings, but he's got some siblings in there. His dad is, are you ready? An abusive alcoholic. Say it with me, class. <laughs> They're all abusive alcoholics. Um, But this one was especially bad. Abusive alcoholic. To the point where one night he beats Richard's older brother. Mm, God rest his soul. And I want to get his name right. Flovian. Flovian. He beats his older brother so badly that he actually ends up killing him. Damn. He kills his own son, Richard's older brother. <clears throat> now his mom and dad work together to cover this up, saying that uh, this kid just fell down the stairs and that's what resulted in him dying. It was an accident. This leaves his dad to spiral into alcoholism even worse. And then he leaves the family, does what all dads do back then. Just abandons in them. In this case, thank you. Bye. Eee, don't go there yet. Oh God. He does come back oh, here and there no. periodically, but he always leaves again. He basically shows up, takes whatever money they have, drinks himself silly beats the shit out of everybody Gosh. and then cuts out again awesome he does this time and time again the here's the problem with you saying like oh thank you at least you're gone his mom's not any better she's oh. a fucking psycho oh god she is a devout catholic to the point like she's like the scary kind yep she's the weird yep weird religious Abusive person yep. she believes in strict r religious upbringing she has very stern discipline, Ugh. which includes beating children with objects. <laughs> they had no chance. <laughs> they really didn't. So on a side note, Richard is not the only one who's <laughs> fucked up. His little brother, Joseph, 25 years old, little brother, Joseph, um, lures 12-year-old Pamela Dial who is out looking for her dog, apparently. Her dog is lost, and he's like, oh, I know where it is. Mm -hmm. Just follow me, mm -hmm. and I'll show you where it is. He has the dog. He takes her up to the roof of a five-story building where he rapes sweet Pamela, kills her, and then throws her body and her dog off of the five-story roof. Oh, my God. And then he was arrested 11 hours later. Thank you. So rest in peace, Pamela. I am so sorry that Joseph Kuklinski is such a piece of fucking garbage. Um, so the point is, it's a fucked up family. It's awful. Dad's fucked up. Mom's fucked up. It's Joseph is fucked worst up. Worst case scenario. Spoiler alert, guys. The serial killer recovering Richard also fucked up. Yeah. So we can feel bad that he came from a fucked up family, but that doesn't excuse... He doesn't yeah. His future actions. Mm -mm. Richard at this time as a child is a small boy in stature. He's bullied because of that. So between. Listen, we have a dead older brother. Our, my parents killed my my older brother. Then they abused the shit Did out the of boys me. See it. 
Oh, yeah, they know about it. But, like, did they see it? I don't know. No yeah. one said whether or not they actually yeah, yeah, yeah. saw it happen. Mm-hmm. So we have abusive parents, dead brother, fucked up what is that little brother everyone's fucked up in his life to take out all of this inner rage that is building in him from the bullying and all of this bullshit it's gotta boil over he starts to torture and kill the neighborhood cats and dogs Mm -hmm. he takes out all of those abusive feelings on those poor innocent animals Mm. 1948 at the age of 13 he finally gets bullied to a snapping point where he seeks revenge on the people who've been bullying him. A group of boys led by a boy named Charlie Lane. He finally, Richard snaps and beats the brakes off Charlie Lane with a, they say with a wooden dowel. So I'm picturing like a thick wooden dowel. Yeah. And then goes to beat the shit all out of all of Charlie's friends. Which I would normally be in supportive of. You know, you know, beat up the bullies, fine. The problem is he beat Charlie to death. Right, you don't kill them. Well, he he didn't kill his friends, but he did accidentally, or maybe not accidentally, beat Charlie to death. Uh So what does he do? Does he feel guilt and remorse and run to his parents? Does he run to the police? Does he run to the Catholic Church and ask for forgiveness? No, he disposes this kid's body... After cutting off his fingers with a hatchet and pulling his teeth out with pliers so they couldn't identify his body. And then I can't remember how he disposes them, but I feel like he like dumps them in a river. So he like had a plan. At 13, he thought of that. Yeah. That's wild. What year is this? 1948. Yeah. So it's not like this. He could just like go online and just look this shit up. How to get rid of a body. No. Fucking pulling the teeth out. Pulling the teeth out, cutting the fingers off. That's fucking crazy. Crazy. Now, he drops out of school in the eighth grade. He kind of grows up in the streets. As he gets older and he becomes an adult, he becomes quite the pool shark. He's now hanging out in bars and um, pool halls all over Manhattan. These are like seedy areas just with like, you know, he's just hanging out in like a low life kind of scene right he funds this life by making boot first he starts off by making bootleg copies of disney movies and selling them but then he realizes that he would make so much more money with porn he starts to sell bootleg pornography yep and he sells a lot of it yep also there was mentions in some of the articles of him like heading like being the head of like a gang of like burglars but basically just know it's seedy it's underground it's weird there's pornography there's robbery you know it's not great right now he is known for having a very short fuse and having some anger issues surprising i know yes and at this point he is a grown man and he is no longer the scared little boy he is now six foot five three hundred pounds super intimidating and he is known for beating and even killing anyone who rubs him the wrong way. Anyone who feels like has like wronged him in some sort of way. He'll just fucking kill him. Uh, he does this by either shooting or stabbing or bludgeoning them to death. And then sometimes he dumps their bodies in the Hudson River. Sometimes he just leaves them where they are. 
The police are finding a lot of dead bodies at this time, but they think that like the homeless population are just like killing each other off in like skirmishes or disagreements. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's all like kind of seedy, gross dudes Mm -hmm. that this is happening to. Now, through his little porn hustle, he meets a man named Roy DeMeo who is a member of the Gambino crime family. The Gambino family is one of the five families, which are mafia families who run New York City and pretty much run the East Coast. Eventually, the Gambinos are led by the infamous, in the 80s and 90s, John Gotti. And I bring this up because I want to know, do you remember um, a reality show? I think it was on VH1 called Growing Up Gotti. Yes, I do. Same gotties. Yeah. So of this course. that's who we're talking about is the Gambino yep. crime family. Mm-hmm. Love it. Pause for drink. And we're not to be mistaken with childish Gambino. No, but I like childish Gambino so much more than I like. I love him so much. Growing up Gambino. Yes. I like his music. I like his acting. Everything. I like community. Everything. Love it all, babe. Everything. It's beyond. So he starts running jobs with Roy DeMeo and the De- I think they're called like the DeMeo clan or something. Of course. But it's all an offshoot of the Gambino family. And of course, Richard, being the size he is and being how violent he fucking is, <laughs> is super intimidating. He's willing to do anything to get the job done. So this really piques the interest of the higher ups and the bosses of the family. So they offer him a job. To basically be like an enforcer. But to get that job, he has to pass a test. Mm -hmm. So Roy DeMeo chooses a random person. On this day, it was just some man, some poor, innocent man walking his dog. Um, Roy chooses that guy. Richard walks right up to him, shoots him point blank in the back of the head and kills him in broad daylight. Yep. And that's how he passes the test to become the mob enforcer for the Gambino family where he rises up the ranks pretty quickly to be their number one enforcer because he will kill anyone he's ordered to kill, including witnesses, cops, rivals. He uses an array of weapons from guns to crossbows, knives. He loves to poison people with cyanide or just beat them to death, bare knuckle style or using brass knuckles. Right. He's also the most famous for using an Mm -mm. ice pick. He does, however, have one rule. Do you know what the rule is? I do not. No women, no children. Okay. Who does this remind you of? A lot of our favorites like Jason. Well, no, Jason kills women, not children. (laughs) Sorry. That's how long it's been. Okay, I'll tell you, B. This reminds me of, I can't remember his name, but he's like that, that nameless assassin in Boondock Saints. We discuss him in episode 34, Saints and Sinners. The name? So he was um, the dad. No, not the dad. There's another one who's super fucked up that the mafia calls in to wipe people out. But his only rule is no women, no kids. He's the one who um, kills the. Uh, I can't remember, but he's just a big mob enforcer and the saints end up killing him. That's the party they go to where they're playing pool. and they kill everyone and they're like did we get him and then Rocco's like he's not here and like what do you mean he's not here like we showed up to kill him and he's taking a shit in the bathroom and then he comes out and starts fucking them up with a I think it's a towel rack 
Oh, mm-hmm, maybe. That's all an offshoot. The point is, I just wanted to bring up an old episode, and that was Richard's rule is no women, no children. That's the same as the enforcer in Boondock Saints. Well, thank you for bringing up the past episode, because to be honest, I haven't read or even looked at my notes. Who knows what I've got in there? Richard gets the name the Iceman, not just because of his affinity for ice picks, but because he likes to store bodies in freezers mm-hmm. and he leaves them for months, sometimes years, where he then dumps them, making it impossible for the police or the investigators to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. because they've been frozen for so fucking long and they can't figure out a time of death. They can't find any clues on the body. Right. There's nothing. He's to already like, pulling out fucking teeth and cutting off fingers and shit. Yeah. And there's like nothing to link them other than the fact that they're all in fucking freezers. Right. He also likes to melt bodies in oil drums like our episode 18, uh-huh. one too many barrels. Yep. And Honorable mention, episode 36, Munster of Milwaukee. Well, bitch, cheers. You are killing it. Yes, queen. I did that for you. Wow. Incredible. And I think this is a stroke of genius. He also likes to leave them in cars in the junkyard to get smashed. Yeah. So he'll hide him in the cars. The cars get smashed into those little cubes. And never to be seen That's again. it, baby. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, he is married once. I can't find too much on her. Her name's Linda. They had two kids. At some point, they break up or get divorced. I don't know when that marriage was. It's literally like a sentence in any article I read. Mm-hmm. Then in 1961, he meets a woman named Barbara while working at a trunk, a trunking company, mm-hmm. a trucking company, because that's what he does is like a, what is that? Like a veil job, like a, you a know, cover, a cover. Yeah. It's like a cover job. Mm-hmm. So she works at the trucking company. He's a truck driver. They meet, they fall in love. They get married. They have three kids. This is in the middle of his fucking mob enforcer career. Yeah. Right. We now have the perfect New Jersey family. That's how they present themselves. The kids are in private schools. The wife is spoiled. They're going on vacations. They go to church every week. They host family and neighborhood barbecues. Perfect family. Yeah. Barbara never has any idea about his mob ties. Right. And this whole idea of him having the perfect New Jersey family while also being such an important figure in the mafia, some people say that Tony Soprano was based on him oh, from The Sopranos. Loved The Sopranos. I actually never watched The Sopranos. Wow. I am married to a white, straight, middle-aged man. So I have seen The Sopranos, yeah. like random episodes, right. but I've never sat down and like watched it episode one through whatever. I did it when I went to, damn it, to college. Yeah. Yeah. Like something to do. Right. Plus it was really hot back then. And it It was like the number one show back then. But it was already done. Really? It was all out on DVD already. Yeah, that's true. Because um, when you came up to school, I was um, my husband was living at our friend's apartment at the time. And I remember sitting in that apartment watching the series Mm -hmm, finale mm -hmm. and everyone freaking out and me being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that just goes to show like that's the age that I was at where I did, I chose to watch it. Everyone else had already watched it. I knew nothing. 
Well, the rumor is that Tony Soprano is based on him, but I think that's been said probably about a few people. Probably. All right. Besides being the perfect family with obviously a very dirty secret, he does still have a bad temper. He is still short-tempered. He is still a product of an abusive family who never sought therapy and never worked on his issues, which means that he still abuses the shit out of his wife and kids. He's just like his dad, except for he can cover it up better than his dad did. And some of the beatings result in like, he even breaks Barbara's nose at one point. Really? Wow. (laughs) I did not see that coming. Okay. You guys missed the ice chip. My, I know my iron is so, because I'm, anemic and i haven't been taking my iron and i know that i'm fucked over because one i've been very tired and two i've been eating ice like you could pay me to eat ice like before i go to bed at night i drink an entire huge cup of ice water and eat all the ice Mm -hmm. and then i have to pee about four times before i can even think about going to sleep hurt just thinking about it. no i have the toughest teeth in the land baby I have never once chewed on ice or a popsicle or anything in my teeth have ever hurt. Gross. And it's the only thing I can outdo my husband on because, of course, he can like eat and drink everything faster than me, except for cold popsicles, bitch. I will have that popsicle down and he'll just look at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I just chew it. it. He's like, what? I could never. (laughs) I eat it. Nope. Thank God. If I have anything else that God has gifted me with, let me crunch my ice. I don't even know where I'm at in the story anymore. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, he's abusive. You know, like I said, spoiler alert. He's a piece of shit, guys. Awesome. He's not a great guy. Great. This goes on for 25 years. And the reason he's so successful at it is because he never mixes work and personal life. Mm -hmm. His work, mafia people do not know who his family is. They don't know anything about his personal life. He never partakes in sex workers. He never partakes in drugs, which is very like out of the norm for mafia people. Of course. And then vice versa. His family thinks he's works at this trucking company. Great dad, you know, air quote, great dad, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So he never mixes business and personal. And because of that, he gets away with the shit for 25 years. Right. 1986, an undercover agent records Richard. Um, it's hard to tell. I've seen different things. Either agreeing to kill somebody for money or agreeing on like a cyanide deal. Or it might be both of those things put together. He might have been agreeing to set somebody up to kill them with the use of cyanide. They also have him on tape talking about past killings that he's done, what he did to the bodies and whatever. So they have a lot of shit on tape. Okay. They finally arrest him on December 17th, 1986. I will say that when we pushed this off the first time, because this was supposed to be the beginning of December, we pushed it off to the middle of December. And I was like, that's perfect because we would have been recording on like December 17th. Correct. And I was like, oh, that's perfect timing. That's the date that Richard gets arrested. But see, we had plans. We, we had, had plans. plans. We, we had, had plans. plans. We had planes. We had plans. We had all of it. So he's arrested December 17th, 1986. He is originally charged with five murders. 
He is found guilty of four of them in 1988. So for that, he is sentenced to 60 years. He goes on to confess to two more murders, where then he is sentenced to two consecutive life sentences in 1988. And although that is what he is brought up on on charges, it is said that he has murdered more than 200 people, which means that he is definitely put up the highest number of any serial killer we've ever done to date. And it's so funny when we talk about like, now is he a serial killer? Yes. A hitman. (laughs) Right. That's the thing is when you talk about him, you use like mob enforcer hitman, but he's a serial killer. Right. He killed all those people in all those different locations Mm -hmm. and all those different times. Yeah. He's a serial killer and like a heavy duty serial killer. Wow. October 2005, after spending 18 years in prison, he is diagnosed with Kowalski disease. This runs the high risk of heart failure. He begs, he tells the doctors, ask the doctors to, if his heart fails, to please resuscitate him. But ready for this? Drum roll. His wife, Barbara, had signed a do not resuscitate. A week, one week before Richard's death, the hospital actually calls Barbara to ask her to lift the DNR, to reverse it. And she fucking refuses. Wow. And one week later, in March 2006, Richard Kaczynski dies from cardiac arrest. With a DNR put in place by Barbara Kalinsky. <laughs> Did I just say his name so many different ways? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Now, do you really believe that she didn't know? No. Neither do I. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course she does. Um, Neither do I. Richard gave many interviews over the years. I didn't watch any of them. Who cares what he has to say? He shows... No remorse in any of the interviews. That's what I read is that he shows no remorse, that it was always just business. Okay. But I do have a quote from one of the interviews. Let me (laughs) lube my throat. Please do. In one of the interviews, Richard says, I've never felt sorry for anything I've done other than hurt my family. I do want my family to forgive me. There you go, Richard. Thanks. I don't know if Barbara's forgiving you anytime soon, my guy. She let you fucking die. Right. So, you know, there you go. The Iceman, Richard. I can't even remember his name anymore. <laughs> Kuklinski? K- yes. I think it's Kuklinski. <laughs> Shit. Rich- Richie K. Richie <laughs> So, I found a post-it. Uh-oh. And I want to just mention one thing. Okay. Totally skipping a beat here uh-huh skip those beats girl i watched mixtape on netflix did you see or hear or know anything about this Mm-mm. it came up randomly on my phone mm-hmm. as like a rotten tomatoes recommend mm-hmm. as like a feel good and it was during the holidays but it's not a holiday movie okay the premise is I mean, I don't think it's like a spoiler. I think I'm pretty sure it's like in the trailer. There's a girl, a little girl. Her parents die. Perfect. She finds their mixtape. 
it's their love story to one another so she has to find the songs one by one to put the story together yeah it's do they have flashback scenes of like her parents no Oh, they don't? No, it's just this girl and her journey of trying to figure out who her parents were and how Aww, they could relate. That's to- cute. It's great. Yeah. I would totally wreck. Nick sat down with me and he was like folding laundry and he's like, I have to go into the other room. He's like, I can't do this right now. Why? Because he knew it was like one of those feel good, like emotional movies. And he's <laughs> like, I nope, nope. He's like, I don't want to feel anything right <laughs> no, now. I'm just trying to fold the laundry. Nope, he's tapping out. That is so funny. So, yeah, really recommend that. So I will, of all the things on the post-it, that's the one. What was the thing that I told you made me sob the other day? The new Queer Eye. The new Queer Eye. I binge-watched the new Queer Eye, and the first episode of season six is one of the best Queer Eye episodes I've ever seen, and it's the um, older gentleman who, um, you could be? Well, I figure I need to move this closer to you. Okay. It's, It's an ice chest. Like the Iceman. Is there a body in here? <laughs> Organs. Um, is an older gentleman who is running like a crawfish broil, right? Is that what it is? A broil, a boil restaurant in Texas. And um, it's him and his wife. It was actually his wife's dream to open the restaurant. And they'd been together since they were kids. And they were like life partners. And she had died 10 years ago. And so he didn't want to make any changes to the restaurant or to himself because he missed his wife so much. And so he just sat in his restaurant all day, every day and watched his Netflix and kind of, you know, did that for 10 years. And then the Queer Eye guys come in and he Netflixed and chilled in the sad way. Yeah. And but they come in and they revamp everything. And when I tell you, I sobbed from the beginning of that episode all the way through the end. Yeah. The idea of like him losing his wife and being so sad about it. I literally can't deal with nope. it. Nope. But it's a great episode. Great show. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> so just a gentle reminder that it's been about a month <laughs> since I watched this movie. And I did not refresh my notes prior to this. So kind of like it better that way. It's sort of fun. I'm raw dogging. We're, it's a mystery. Apparently, I watched it on Amazon. Perfect. <laughs> totally forgot that. So if you're interested. I was shocked at what an all-star cast it was. Yeah. The Iceman. 2012. We get a warning from Amazon. (laughs) Nice. For alcohol use. Cheers. Cheers. Foul language, nudity, sexual content, substance abuse, violence, the list goes on. Literally all of our favorite things. You can imagine how excited I am. The best. Right? I'm like, yeah. I can already tell it's going to go bad. <laughs> we hear the sounds of a prison cell being opened in the background before we get a close-up of an older man's face. It's dark and quiet as the man that we don't see ass. Mr. Kuklinski, or Kuklinski, do you have any regrets for the things you have done? We get no response to this, just the views of a city's lights from above and the title of the movie, The Iceman, with some dramatic music that I 
clearly I'm not going to remember. It's April 29th, 1964, right? We've skipped to Jersey City. It's a much younger Richard, played by Michael Shannon. Oh, is it two different Richards? No. It's Michael Shannon just in makeup for the older Richard? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually only know of him because I just recently watched Nine Perfect or yeah, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in a Seth Rogen movie I absolutely love of called course. The Night Before. Oh, that's a great movie. Who He's the guardian angel. Oh, the wow. weed dealer who ends up being an angel. How do I not remember that? I mean, because you were probably right. smoking a lot of weed <laughs> watching it. <laughs> oh, my God. A TikTok recently reminded me I'm literally towel Yeah. Because um, at the last family function at Nick's parents' house, I was that aunt trying to hang out with the young kids, creeping up on them like, hey, kids, yeah. you want to get high? <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. Yeah. Like, That's so funny. Who am I? Uh, I used to have a stuffed towelie and I loved it because you pressed his hand and he said whatever you, you yeah, know, all of his towelie sayings. But one side of towelie was normal and then you flipped him over and, and the other the side high, was high. And tell, tell the audience my eyes. Oh, yeah. My it's eyes. You want to know what I look like when I'm high? Look at a picture look of Look at Tally. Google it. Mm-hmm. Same personality type and everything. Well, amazing. Well, then Michael Shannon, even better. Um, there, He's at a cafe meeting up with Deborah Pelicotti, played by Winona Ryder. Hey. And they're super cute. Apparently, she was super hesitant to take the date, like really made him work for it. Um, As she should, queen. Yeah. They're going back and forth. She notices a tattoo of a grim reaper on his hand between his thumb and his pointer finger. He dismisses it super quick, like, oh, whatever, just dumb kid shit. You know, who doesn't get a tattoo of a Grim Reaper? I wonder if the real Rich- Richard Kukunski had a Grim Reaper tattoo. Cool. We should find that. We should Google it. What do we call that? A follow-up? <laughs> a follow-up for tomorrow. <laughs> or tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Two weeks from now. <clears throat> it doesn't mean anything. Apparently, he tells her he edits Disney movies. Mm, sure. That's totally. one way yeah, to put it. sure. Totally. <laughs> And even notes that Cinderella is his favorite. Mm. She asks if he's close to his family and he's like, cracks a joke. No, whatever. They're shitty at conversation. Also, what year is this? 64. Yeah, there's not even that many Disney movies to be a fan of yet. Because I'm like, Cinderella and, but he only has like three to choose from. Okay. Well, you would know that. I have no fucking idea. Well, think about old, what what about Pinocchio? That seems fucking old. Yeah, that's probably back there. Pinocchio. Yeah. You think Pinocchio is better than Cinderella? There's that terrifying scene where all the children turn into donkeys on that weird, Violet scary island. really likes Pinocchio. I used to, too, when I was Violet little. really likes it. The donkey scene doesn't scare her? No. We've watched it multiple nice. times. No, I used to like Pinocchio a lot, too. Mm-hmm. There is a lot to say about Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Sorry. <laughs> He goes to make a toast to her, points out the that it's bad luck to toast with water 
he insists that he doesn't believe in bad luck. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. <laughs> He's basically like the perfect gentleman throughout the whole meal. He waits with her after dinner until her ride comes to pick her up. And like he doesn't even lean in for the kiss, but she ends up giving him a kiss on the cheek. Okay. I'm assuming it's the same night, but I have no idea. But we're at a pool hall. He's with his friends now. There's this asshole talking about Deborah, telling Richard, like, good luck trying to get your dick wet with that bitch. Wow. Richard first destroys this guy at pool, takes all of his money, then waits for him to leave. So that he can slit his throat as he gets in the car. <laughs> oh my God. Like, why not? Why isn't like demasculating him by beating him at pool enough? Nope. Mm. Now it's September 1965 and Deborah has given birth to a healthy baby girl. It's a brief moment before suddenly we see Richard at work where we're realizing now he's not editing Disney movies. Mm. It's porn. Mm-hmm. And pat- packaging it. And apparently this night he is seven boxes short and late for the delivery. Getting a call from his friend to get the fuck out before a mafia boss so-and-so shows up to collect. Unfortunately, he does not get out on time. And has to face this guy, and it's Ray Liotta playing DeMeo. Great. We love a Ray Liotta in a mafia role. Episode 54, Make It Snow. Iceman, Make It Snow. Yes, 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 yes. Amazing. Love that. Okay. Very unlike DeMeo. Um, He's like, this is an inconvenience, my order not being ready or whatever, but... Come and meet me at the Gemini Lounge tomorrow. Right. Okay. Whatever the fuck that means. I mean, I don't, I don't really like Gemini's that much, so I don't want to go to their lounge. I also want to note that <clears throat> DeMeo's bitch boy is David Schwimmer. Yes. A.K.A. Ross. Ross. <laughs> uh, excuse me, that's Dr. Ross Geller. Right. Please. My second favorite paleontologist. That's right. Is he really? I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out. Because you only know two (laughs) and they're both fictional characters. And it's the only time I get to use paleontology. Uh, Okay. Richard goes home, makes a bottle for his baby, spends some time with the missus. They snuggle on the couch. They discuss their dream home. They talk about how lucky they are to have each other, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day we see Richard take the bus to the Gemini Lounge. He doesn't stay at the lounge. Instead, Ross (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Richard and DeMeo go for a ride. In the front seat, DeMeo pulls, pulls a gun on Richard like, hey, there's this homeless guy. Over there, go kill him. And Richard's like, Well, why would I do that? And it's like, Because then you might still have a job. Oh, shit. And it's like the porn thing, we're done with that. You want to work with, for me? You got to 
prove your worth. Mm-hmm. So guy walking a dog, homeless guy. Right? Fine. Whatever. So he does. He goes to the homeless man and he shoots him three times in the stomach. What happened to your dog walker? Point blank range to the back of the head. Yep. His reward is a huge stack of cash and an upgrade to Hitman for DeMeo. When it's time for work, Richard acts as the go-between between DeMeo and whoever. He ends up disarming them, collects whatever good they came to exchange, and kills that person. And this goes on and on and on. Uh, we see him drive around town just fucking shooting, strangling, stabbing. Never once saw an ice pick. Oh, did Never. you see cyanide? Poisoning? Yes. yes. Yeah. We'll get to that. We will. But never once saw an ice pick. I will know. Mm. I'm very disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking knife right there. <laughs> oh, that automatically gets a knife taken no, away. No knife pick? Or no what if? <laughs> no knife pick. What if, Um, in all fairness, what if the article I read got it wrong? What oh. if they just willy nilly threw ice pick in there mm. and your movie got it correct? Oh. So, you know, all right. you well, never know. Get you half full. <laughs> Anyways, it's a good time. Lots of killings. We're keeping busy with work. He's managing to fit in family time whenever possible. Deborah's pregnant again, so they're clearly fucking. Flash forward to February 1976, Lower East Side, Manhattan. We see Ross at a Coke dealer situation gone wrong he ends up killing two guys and taking off taking everything he takes the money he takes the coke he takes everything this is bad news do you want papa moo or lime we split the first pumple mousse so split the second pumple okay. moo and then you can have the lime and all the mango yeah there's no other option mm-hmm. die before i drink that mango seltzer oh fucking pour it down your throat bitch anyways Ross thinks he's tough shit. He thinks he's super cool. And it's all because of his association with DeMeo, who apparently took him on as a kid and treats him like his own son. So he's walking around like hot shit in his fucking sweatsuit and his greasy ponytail. But DeMeo finds out about this, and he is pissed. But... Instead of doing anything to Ross, he turns to Richard to clean up the mess. Like, fucking deal with this shit. So, we see wholesome father, husband of the year, Richard, watching his two beautiful daughters get on the bus to their Catholic school before he hits the road to meet Marty Freeman, played by James Franco. Yeah. Who's in a fucking apartment shooting amateur porn. Very James Franco of him. That feels like a James Franco thing that would happen. And I I know I said yes because I was all excited because sometimes I forget he that James Franco turned out to be a scumbag yeah. because I loved him for so long that sometimes I forget that. And I, then I get excited and then I go, oh, what? but wait, he's might he's be a piece, a piece of shit. Of shit. Yeah. But I 
up until a couple years ago, I was a huge James well, Franco fan. And obviously, as we spoke earlier, you love Seth Rogen. They're, they were besties. Yeah, they I were, mean, you know, they hand in hand. Hand in hand. <clears throat> One went with the other. Apparently, DeMeo is convinced that Marty is the reason that Ross's name is getting brought up around town. Ross. I God love damn it. it. <laughs> Dr. Ross Geller's name. <laughs> <laughs> Leading to the unwanted attention. So after like you got to get your mic closer to your face, huh? Maybe 10 minutes <laughs> of screen time for Sir, Senor Franco before he shot multiple times in the stomach and left for dead. So, you know, it works. If shit isn't already weird enough on his way out of this apartment. Richard comes across this guy dressed as like a maintenance man who tells him, you better walk fast. And as they walk out, the building explodes behind them. Okay. This guy, Mr. Freezy. Freezy? Yeah. Mr. Freezy. Freezy? Yeah. Wait, are you saying Freezy or Freezy? Freezy. Like Like Mr. Freeze? Yeah. But with a Y? Yeah. Okay. Is played by Chris Evans. Yes. Or Captain America. Yes. He gets into his ice cream truck. Stop your mouth from moving. Stop it from moving because I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> and tells Richard to watch his back. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems as if Tomeo <laughs> is losing his faith in Richard because he sent Mr. Freezy. Stop it. In Stop it. To get the same mark. Right. Okay. So I will tell you that Mr. Freezy is a real person, (gasps) but I saw no mention of him being called Mr. Freezy anywhere. (laughs) They used his actual name, but they did say that he like basically deals cyanide out of his ice cream truck. Mm -hmm. And that's where he got the idea of putting the bodies in the freezers. Yes. Yes, this is what we're getting to. Yes. But they did not say that his nickname was Mr. Freezy. Otherwise, I would have mentioned him in my notes because that's incredible. (laughs) Wow. All right. So half of a half of a knife. We've got Uh, we're bringing it back. The tip or the handle. Chris Evans's ass Mm -hmm. definitely gets at least a quarter of a knife back in there. Mm -hmm. Mr. Freezy, you can't get better than that. Oh my God. With an ice cream truck that he deals no. cyanide out of? No. Okay. All God, right. He deserves his own movie. <laughs> Fuck Richard Kuklinski. I want to see a movie about Mr. Freezy. Offended by the lack of trust, Richard goes to talk to DeMeo, who is now so paranoid everyone is out to get him, he demands Richard stop working altogether. You can't kill for me. You can't fucking kill for anybody. Why? Who says? Who are you? Right? He's DeMeo. Yeah, but you're just a member of the Gambino. You're not like the guy. So Richard's like, how am I supposed to support my family? And DeMeo's like, that's not my fucking problem. Hmm. So I don't have any idea how much time has passed. But when we come back to Richard, he's looking rough. He's getting a call from. This is prison, Richard. Or real or regular Richard, but like he hasn't been working. You could, a little bit in the future. You could tell that he's probably like just going through it. Right. Right. He's getting a call from Trenton State Prison where his brother, Joey. Oh, Joey the Rapist. Played by Stephen Dorff. Oh, from Blade. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Is currently detained for killing twelve year old a twelve year old girl, mm-hmm. and they haven't spoken since. So, anywho, Richard goes. Joey's looking for cash. He thinks he can get representation or whatever, but he needs money. Richard's like, all my cash is for my family. I've gotten married. I have kids. Joey's like, you're too fucked up to have a family. Like, who? Oh, really? Oh, Joey, the yeah. child rapist and murderer is like, saying that? Who are you trying to be? Do they know the real person that you are like I do? Do they know that you're going to end up in here just like me one day for all the shit that you've done? I would have been like, well, you know what, Joey? I've never killed a kid. So on the topic of money, it's clear that Deborah. Do you think Deborah is Barbara, his yeah. second wife? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Is um like confronting Richard about having issues at work because it's clear that they're low on cash. And she doesn't, in the movie, she does not know that about the mafia stuff, right? Right. Which we are like, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. in the movie, you're yeah. meant to believe that she has no idea. Absolutely. Okay. And she's not sure how to bring it up. So one day, they're driving the girls home from like roller skating. Richard accidentally bumps the car in front of him. The driver cusses out his wife and kids. He, Richard's wife and kids? He <gasps> loses his fucking shit. Yeah. There's a car chase. Oh. Richard finally gets blocked by a cab. The family's shocked. They've never seen him like this. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to beat him to death with the tire iron. Right. No, like this is a big deal for the family. Like, oh my God, who is this person? Amazing. At home, the kids are asleep. Deborah tries to talk to Richard. He loses his shit, trashes the whole house. We never All see right. him hit her. Okay, but or he's the kids. clearly unhinged. Yes, very much so. The next day, Richard tracks down Mr. Freezy serving ice cream to kids in a park. Stop it. Needing to make money under DeMeo's radar, he makes a proposition to Mr. Freezy that they share the work and the profit 50-50, Freezy setting up the hits, and Richard doing the actual killing. Okay. Surprisingly, Freezy agrees, like, sure, why not, right? Like, no one else has our backs. Why not fucking look out for each other? That's kind of cool. He also has, like, a kid in a situation, so he's like, why not? They set up the operation for themselves like butchers, right? They have the warehouse with the ice chests or the freezers or whatever, the racks. They chop up. They store. They do their shit. They got it down. Okay. Right? I have no clue what happened, but apparently Ross fucks up again. (laughs) And Timeo is forced to kill him. So bye, Ross. Mm Mm-hmm. R.I.P. This causes the whole group of goons to turn on one another. Okay. DeMeo's whole band of whatever, they're like stabbing each other in the back. So one guy hires Mr. Freezy to take out one of DeMeo's other main men. He says, if you can make it look like an accident, I'll pay you double. So they use cyanide to make it look like a heart attack. But on the way out, Richard gets noticed at the nightclub that they're at. So because of the appearance, 
Richard gets an unwanted visitor at his daughter's 16th birthday, it's DeMeo finding out about what's going on with Breezy behind his back. And how good is the acting from Ray Liotta at this point? Is it so good? It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's typical Ray Liotta. I love him so much. Casino? Ugh. I will note, by the way, so besides like my Christmas feel-good movies, my mixtape that I reviewed, and then also I decided to watch recently, um, I think it's called Identity, where... I've definitely seen it. You have. All the personalities in the hotel yes with my boo um fuck what is his name john cusack oh nope never mind thinking of a totally different movie no so it's john cusack i do know what movie you're talking about now that is a fun movie yeah ray liotta i was thinking of um the one with the scottish fellow that it's also a um an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, M Night Shyamalan. Um, the one where he has like the all the different personalities, and mm-hmm. he kidnaps the girls, and then the girls realize that he has like a a ton of personalities that they have to deal with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Twenty three, maybe. Mm. Isn't that the McAvoy or yeah, 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 yeah. something yeah. McAvoy, James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in... Well, I don't know if he's Scottish, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I know he's Scottish. Oh, okay. And he is also in the, the like, prequel to the X-Men. He is the young Dr. Xavier. Yes, yes, yes. Professor Xavier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways. No, I feel you. No, but I know what movie you're talking about. Were mm-hmm. they in the motel? Yeah. Yeah. It's so very, good. like, early 2000s, eerie. Twist at the end. Yeah. It's got one of my favorite feisty little actresses what's her name oh god i'm never gonna remember it what has she been in nope doesn't matter anyways great movie we highly recommend yep demeo warns richard cross me again i'm killing you and your family richard's pissed to blow off some steam he kills the guy who saw him at the nightclub that night as payback flash forward to christmas day Again, per- it would have been perfect for, for our Christmas. audience. <laughs> it would have been perfect. We were so prepared. Believe us. We were ready for you. Yeah, it would have been perfect. We love you. We think about you. We care about you. Our lives got fucking reamed. Yeah. No, I know. It would have been perfect. Flash forward to Christmas Day and Richard's getting a page to call Freezy, who instructs him to meet a guy who set up a hit at the night or to meet the guy who set up the hit at the nightclub to get paid. The guy's refusing to pay because the hit got so fucked up. It was supposed to look like an accident. Everything went wrong. You can imagine this doesn't go over well. Richard, of course, shoots him, which he immediately knows is a bad move and that he's fucked. Mm -hmm. And so now he's stuck. Christmas Day with this dead guy and the money or and still no money. Right. Yeah. So he's like all of this and I still don't have fucking money (laughs) and it's Christmas. Beautiful. So if things couldn't get worse, he gets a page from his youngest daughter. Ah, A page. Oldest daughter is in the hospital. She got hit by a car three three blocks from their house. She was going to visit a friend. To drop off some presents mm. and just randomly got hit by a car. Is that mm. re- is it really random? Nope. Okay. 
That's what I thought. Mm -mm. Some people don't have the same high moral code Mm -hmm. that Richard Kuklinski has. We're not done yet. Our friend Freezy. Not Freezy. Drops the bomb. The cops are on to them as newspapers are printing front front page headlines of the Iceman murderer. Murder rates on the rise linked to mafia hitman. Freezy's like, look, dude, we're fucked. All I can see is a lose-lose. Either we kill our families or DeMeo's going to track them down. Their own families? Mm -hmm. What? Because he argues at least if we kill our own families, we know they won't suffer. Are you out of your fucking mind? Nope. He's like, if we kill our own families, they won't suffer. If DeMeo kills them, they're going to (laughs) suffer. I guess well guess what richard doesn't like the plan either richard's like how about i just fucking kill everybody that's not my family so he kills freeze yeah why don't i just kill fucking everybody shoots him right in the park on the bench in the middle this is listen this is the only killing i approve of i approve of this and leaves his body yes i approve just walks away it's the ice man he'll fucking kill them all who cares all he can do now is kill (laughs) demand And hope to get his family out of town safely. Now that Freezy's out of the picture, he doesn't have the same resources that he used to. All that cyanide in the ice cream truck? Yep, Freeze Mm. was his source. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, we gotta find other connections. He's got this guy that knows a trust fund kid (sighs) that wants... Whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was like, is it a guy who runs a taco truck? Right. Anyways, (laughs) he's like, look, I'll get you the cyanide if you do X, Y, Z. Richard agrees. The day comes. He gets his cyanide, tells the guy, let's meet up around two. So he goes home. Richard prepares like fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in Mm. the back of his car literal lunch of champions right with the cyanide oh no he's doing it to poison people Mm -hmm. how's he gonna get them to eat the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches fucking no he's lacing it with the cyanide for whatever reason could you imagine he decides to feed some of it to the cat like the neighborhood cat Mm. that comes up he's regressing okay the cat doesn't die oh it's bunk cyanide? And he knows something's fucking Like up. he's being set up? He's just about to leave the house. Apparently, Deborah is sick. Needs to, he, She's got a doctor's appointment. They're surrounded by cops. Mm-hmm. Guns drawn. Deborah is freaking the fuck out. Don't touch my fucking husband. You have no clue who no. he is. Blah, 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 blah. Who he is. Right. God bless her. It ha- In real life, that same thing happened, but they were leaving a diner. Okay. They went out to either breakfast or lunch, which I assume you go to a diner for breakfast or lunch. Sure. And they come out to like full squad. Yeah. Full. Yeah. Like surrounded. Mm-hmm. I want to know, it takes at least five cops to, res- to restrain Richard. Oh, our big daddy Richard. Yeah. yeah. At least. We see in the background... The guy who gave Richard the cyanide had been working with the police the whole time. News reports 
the Iceman has been captured before we make our full circle back to the very beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. where we see the much older man who is, of course, Richard in prison being asked about his regrets to which he responds. Finally, I never felt sorry for anything I've done other than hurt my family. I'm not asking for forgiveness. I'm not repenting. I know I'm wrong. And with that, the movie ends on these notes. Richard was sentenced to two life sentences, served on the same cell block as his brother Joey. So in the movie, he said that, like, you know you're going to end up here. I think that might be true in real life, too. I think I read somewhere that he was in prison with Joey. He never saw his family again. Besides Joey. (laughs) (laughs) He died in 2006 in prison at the time he was scheduled to testify at the trial of a Gambino family underboss. So foul play is totally suspected, but never confirmed. Okay. And it's believed that he killed over 100 people. Perfect. Wow, what a movie. What a cast. We did it. Do you remember what your rating was a month ago? No, but I mean, after hearing what you had to say and everything, I'm definitely going to give it a four. Whoa, a four knife rating to start the year off. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Michael Shannon, you thought did a good job? Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, because I had said earlier that I thought Vince Vaughn would have been great. Vince would have been great. Because he's six foot five. Yeah. He's Polish. And we watched that horror movie with him. Yeah. He did a great job being a psychopath. Mm -hmm. So, you know. He would have been great. I think Michael did a great job. He's a great actor. How could he not? Mm Mm-hmm. Love Winona. Yep. Always love Winona. The only. I mean, up until a few years ago, I guess I always loved James Franco. Great actor. I'm Captain America. Chris Evans. No, I think they got the facts straight. Ray Liotta. It sounds pretty, pretty dead on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think they did a really good job. It wasn't a slow movie. I got everything I needed to get out of it. Perfect. For me, honestly, I was a little like, huh? While I was watching it. But then you talking about it. I'm I like, filled in the spaces. Yeah, I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Love it. And I love that our first, because we've been putting off doing like a mafia one, mm-hmm. because that's the thing about true crime. It's We're not, in it to do the Richard yeah. Ramirez's and the like, you know, true, I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. But the truth is, a big part of true crime is mafia stuff. And it's like, yeah, we've been kind of putting it off. I guess blow goes into it a little bit, but that's not mafia. That's more cartel. Yeah, cartel type stuff. But so this is our first like saying. American mafia. That's the blurred lines. It's like people don't think about him as a serial killer. But he is. And he's, he's a hitman. And he's put up the biggest numbers of anyone we've talked about. Because, well, let's talk about other hitmen. Like, I'm sure that they've got. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Crazy. And I'm sure we will get down into those at some point. But I'm just so happy that the first like American mobster movie that we talked about had Ray Liotta in it because he's in so many of my favorite mafia movies. Yeah, he's the best. He's so great. Um, So I'm glad. Four Knives. Well, I'll have to watch it. I don't know <laughs> if my husband's seen it. I'm sure he has, but it's worth a rewatch. Amazon Prime. Because I have never seen it. So <laughs> I will definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything else, B? 
again look of the week oh yeah i, I won't okay I did. I tried to pull a look together. He's got this epic beard. It's such like a significant beard. And I tried to download like a PDF online. But again, this in was... In the movie? Yeah. Oh, in real life, he just has a normal beard. It's like, not like a long beard, but it's like you could just tell like it's part of like his whole look. Yeah. Right? Another reason my husband will be great for it. Exactly. Anyway, so I did. I downloaded like a PDF of a beard and I did. I had an outfit picked out, but it's like, again, a month later, here we are. And I looked at everything. And I'm like, no, like, fuck no. So special guest. Special guest. We will. I will look at some old pictures of Richard. I'll get Lou dressed up. Maybe we'll get the camping cooler out for him to hold. That would be fun. Uh, yeah. Thanks. You know, we'll mm-hmm. have fun with it. That's on THC Podcast on Instagram. I have nothing else to really talk about. No. Um, thank you. If you stuck in there with us, thank you so Ooh. much. We appreciate you. It's been a ride. We always love you. Here's hoping that in two weeks this goes a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Now that we're back in business, baby, we have your daughter's birthday coming up, which Correct. is exciting. And then we have a week to record. And then we have your birthday coming up. Correct. Also exciting. And I have a really big present to give B on her birthday. So we'll do that on the podcast. And we'll have the review of the latest Scream movie. We'll have as re- well as maybe number four. Yeah, because I guess the one after your daughter's birthday, that will be like your birthday one. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I have a big present. We, we'll have a Scream review. Maybe we'll do a big case. We'll see. Lots to look forward to. We promise. And, um, you know, we love you. And like, is it like, rate, subscribe, <laughs> ring, ring um, a doorbell and leave five stars. We appreciate it. And keep talking to me. A lot of you have been talking to me on Instagram and I was going to write down the people who have been talking to me a lot and I just didn't. So if you've been DMing me, sending me messages or commenting, Thank you. I've been getting back to everybody that I can. Um, If I have not gotten back to you, you know, DM me again. I'll get to it eventually. But there's been a lot of like action on Instagram and we appreciate it and we love you and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Did we really do it? Did it actually happen?